Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Hey. Oh, hi. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You were just discussing how you're not going to say... How 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 uh, people at my office always think I say, oh, hi, and also... Oh no! And then I was just saying how I don't actually say those things, and yeah. I've just gone and said them both in a row. Reverted to type. Well, you know, typecast for podcasts. <laughs> how how's your week been? Ah, uh, yeah, it's been fine. I'm I'm really tired this week. I think I think I just need like a lot of sleep because I've still been doing kitchen bits. Went home and saw uh, my lovely lovely nephew at the weekend, which was really nice and wholesome. Did lots of wholesome things. Like picking up a block and then putting it back down and giving it to him. I, as long as you were only picking up a block, I thought it was going to be something a bit more gross. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a nice time. Um, and yeah, just been getting through the week, back to work because I had all last week off for doing the kitchen. So I feel like we should get a kitchen sting. Yeah. Like, what, what would be a good kitchen sting? Like a the sound of a saw cutting through some tiles. Which is I just imagine like like kitchen and then like steam and pots and pans and things like that. <laughs> That'd be so good. Yeah. Especially because when my kitchen is fully done, I'll be doing so much kitchening and cooking. Mm. I'll be talking about it loads on this pod, about all the great new things I'm making in my kitchen that I can now make just because it's different. <laughs> yes. You'll be re-inspired um, though. I will, definitely. And I'm like desperate to like just go in the kitchen and do some cooking because we haven't been like cooking for a while. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a nice time. Um, but yeah, no, it's been an all, all white week, but I've, I've been a bit um, sad about going back to work after having a great week of like physical labour. Been a bit like, oh, what is this though? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. So a bit of that, but whatever, it's fine. How are you? Well, when we last saw each other... <sighs> um, through, through the mere crack of a door. Yes, I wasn't my best self, was I? No. So unfortunately, <laughs> at, um, at the weekend, I was struck down with a virus you were and it involved a lot of vomiting it was actually such a bug it was actually just the worst how long do you think you were like vomiting for end to end like how how many hours oh well i don't know how many hours because it was constantly like on the the first night which was sunday night so the weird thing was is that like my friend that I caught it off, I left her house on Saturday early evening yeah. and she had like just started to be sick oh. and I was like, oh, I need to go. But I thought it was food poisoning Yeah, because um, her and her boyfriend both had it. And then the next, and then I went home and then like went out for dinner um, in Manchester, was completely fine. And then all the next day I went out for my brother's birthday. So I was in town all day, like having loads of food and drinks and stuff, completely fine. Yeah. And then I came home and I was like, oh my God, I feel so tired and then I got in bed like six till eight maybe yeah. um, for a nap because I felt completely exhausted and then I woke up and then I just felt the need to run to the, to the oh, bathroom yeah, and do comes, a big bomb. It just, it just, when it's a bug like that, it's just very instantaneous yeah and my friend who I caught it off has been like having a thousand guilty feelings and keeps like ringing me and texting me to be like what's happening now yeah but that first night I just did not sleep I was just like being sick it's so exhausting as well well yeah well like when you when you got buggy you have to like your body's like I want you to be sick every half hour every hour or whatever and it's like that for x amount of time yeah post that you're just absolutely knackered because you've been ratching and yeah and it's also not only is it disgusting and horrible but it's also really really boring yes because you can't really do anything else when you're constantly vomiting but then because (laughs) because it literally was the whole night the whole entire night there was like small gaps where I wouldn't be and then because I didn't have like 
the capacity to entertain myself in any other way I was like just on YouTube in between. Oh, this is cl- classic Olivia yeah. when she's ill. <laughs> like, lo- yeah, going into a vortex. Always. Watching loads of, like, um, clips from, you know, like, Live at the Apollo and things like that. <laughs> just because it was just things that I could easily, fa- like, find on... It's the easiest thing for you when you are when you feel really ill is just to watch some Jack D. <laughs> yes, yes, clearly. Um, so I watched loads of that and then I watched loads of, like episodes of friends when i was just in another dimension because okay, that's yeah, easy like so easy to, to consume yeah. find on the netflix app mm. but then i know that there's been loads of talk about this anyway with um friends came back on netflix and um people re-watching it about how not good it is mm. in terms of like its political correctness oh, and yeah. all of that but honestly watching it again so bad yeah i've re-watched like some in, since it's been back on Netflix, like just as like like you say, sort of filler stuff when I've just needed something in the yeah. background. And yeah, whoa, really bad. Ross, sh- fuck. Yeah, Ross. Well, <laughs> terrible um, character. You know, I've spoken I've spoken previously about a podcast that I've recommended, um, Secret Dinosaur Cult. Yes. And they have um, when they're speaking about someone who has been particularly awful yeah. for whatever reason, they um, put them in the Ross Geller corner of shame. <laughs> That's very apt. Um, it is very apt. He needs to be shamed a He's lot. horrendous. A horrendous, horrendous character. And also, everybody's um, everybody's go-to, like all of the women, all they say to the other men in it is like, what are you, a girl? And yeah. that's like that's like the prevailing insult of the whole thing. And also the more obvious ones about just like Monica being fat when she was younger. Yeah, there's loads and of shit in there. All of those, all of those things. But then I, I watched, do you remember the one... Um, with Freddie Prince Jr. where he's the nanny. Oh yeah. And then basically the they have to fire him because Ross doesn't like the fact that, yeah, he's, that he's a, a man. man. Yeah. What? I know, it's insane. And this wasn't even that long ago. And that was the actual storyline <laughs> of the episode. It was honestly wild. Yeah. I was I like, know. am I hallucinating due to my virus or is this what I'm actually watching? And it was what I was actually it watching. Was, unfortunately, it was the But truth. my mum my did text me to ask me if I'd had any hallucinations. So I think oh, yeah. I was probably doing some quite weird things. Do you think you I'm, had any hallucinations? I don't remember them as being hallucinations. I just remember things being as they were. But um, I'm going to see her for Mother's Day this weekend. Oh, nice so I will um, ask her if I was doing anything particularly weird <laughs> or she was just asking out of caring but she did um she did come and bring me um a nice m&s care package of a lot of like oh. brothy based soups oh, that's perfect yeah she bought me some nice daffodils as oh. well cute nice one, yeah remade my bed i literally could not lift a cup from like one <laughs> centimeter to another centimeter i just felt weak oh. well like when i came round to see you well because i had to uh uh, take over the edit because you were going to be doing the edit and things, yeah. but obviously could not be doing it while you were vomiting. Um, so I came to get the goods. And um, <laughs> the only thing that you could eat at the time, you were like, can you get me some ice? So I had to go on an ice mission to find yeah. you a bag of ice. Not so easy in mid-March. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, shout out to you being my um, knight in shining armor, getting me that ice because that's literally all I wanted because I had a tiny bit left in the freezer and then that's all I had. I don't have like yeah. a tray. I just buy it right, for yeah. drinks because you know i like a lot of ice mm-hmm. but um i've yeah i've had it but thank god you managed yeah. to come up with it because i was just like chewing on that ice and just <laughs> crying basically well call me the snow queen 
So other than being my knight in shining armour, what are you living and longing for this week? <laughs> yes, I mean, apart from living for your look when I saw you through that crack of the, <laughs> of the door. I was clearly uh, stunning. <laughs> you just look like a very scared child. Oh, like, I, w- I was. Like a little scared animal. It was very sad. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, drink lots of liquid, bye. <laughs> I know. Also just run away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, exactly. I didn't want to get um, infected. No. You're quarantined. Anyway, um... I am living for, so I've just come this very hot second from a viewing of the um, Five Films for Freedom, which we talked about last week. Yes, hot Um, off the presses. Yes, hot off the press. There was a showing at Partizan, um, which is being run by my little sister, who's very involved in Partizan. And I went to just get a couple of the films in before I came over here to record. Um, But I only managed to watch two of them. And they were very good, very, very good, very, very entertaining and interesting. Loads of great, like facts and and interesting stories from queer people um and uh but i only managed to watch the two so i am living for them because i should be longing for them really i'm i'm living and longing for them okay i'm living for them because they were fucking great and i think everyone should watch them and you're longing, I'm for, longing the for them because i want to watch the rest of them yes <laughs> yeah. so that's me but um apart from that i'm also just longing for uh my holiday which is coming up in a couple of weeks going to devon for a week and i'm just longing for being by the seaside Aww. and having a nice time like that. I think because um, we've started to have some nice sunshine. And like when I got home tonight, I just had like a quick lie down on bed because I was like dead tired. And I had a little bit of light coming through the window. And I was like, oh, isn't it so nice when you're like on holiday? And then you just sort of like don't really have anything to do, whatever. And you just like go into your room and lie on your bed. And it's like just some nice dappled sunlight and you lie in it. And you don't have to think about doing anything because you're on holiday. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that's my longing, longing for too, because now that our commutes are actually not in the depths of Manchester darkness, <laughs> yeah. it's actually quite enjoyable to yeah. um commute to work. Yeah, well I, I will get I will go to work. I have like flexi time and I'll go to work earlier now because it's not pitch black to walk and I don't really like walking in the dark. Yeah. So now it's like a nice like you can hear the birds, you walk in, like I walk past park, it's lovely. Yeah, I work really like nice. on the keys, so at lunchtime yeah. I went out and had a nice waterside parade <laughs> get your parasol out yeah it was it was quite quite lovely very nice what are you living and longing for well i think that's probably my longing for um more summer days and holidays to come yes please Need to get those booked and um i think that probably what i am living for is having my life back post bomb to be honest <laughs> because i mean well, it was touch and go for a bit there i was worried if you were <laughs> going to come back <laughs> in a way though in a way Weirdly now, I feel like quite, despite it being a horrendous few days, I feel weirdly like quite well rested. Yeah, well, you will have had loads of rest in a sense, but also your body's been completely like wrecked. So yeah, Yeah. that is a bit odd actually. It it is weird because- Usually it takes a good like week or so to reset. I think it was, but you know what? I think the interesting thing that I took from it, less so about like the physical side of it, but more just like in my mind, because I think that for a long time, which I think can be really good, but also can be a little bit destructive is I always have in my mind that I have to be busy all the time and have all my time accounted for, right. like doing fun stuff or constructive stuff right. or just whatever. And no time to just completely like decompress and not do anything. Yeah. And, and even not to be like scrolling on my phone. Right. And obviously during that time other than when I was watching live at the Apollo on YouTube (laughs) I couldn't really do much of that like I was just kind of lay there or asleep or just it was quite boring but it was a bit of like a reset yeah I mean it took quite extreme circumstances to get there (laughs) but it did and I think that it kind of made it I think 
it more just made me think about like breaking that cycle of always feeling like I need to fill the time and always be constructive because sometimes I think the more constructive thing to do is like not to be yeah definitely I I I actively have to have time where I'm like not doing things because as much as I like to do constructive things or whatever as well I I need quite a lot of non-time where I'm just literally like being yeah and I'm just like that's nice yeah it is nice it's good for your mental health I think as well I think yeah I think it definitely is at least for mine I think that um that was that was a good thing. So I'm, good. I'm locked, but I am longing to sort of have a few things back in the social calendar. We're going to Foodie Friday tomorrow in Stockport, aren't we? We are. I won't be eating any food because I'm still a little bit <laughs> yeah, not sure. Yeah, are you eating yet? Like at all? Yeah. Just yeah. some broths. I, no, I mean, t- today was my first proper day mm. of eating things. I've been really off meat. Mm. Um, yeah, there are certain things will turn. Yeah, and especially, oh, I can't even say the word pork. Ugh. Ooh. Like, Ooh. and it's because I had a roast dinner of that. <gasps> that day. That day. Yeah, it'll do it. It'll and do it. And it's literally put me off it. And yeah. I actually wonder, like, will I ever eat that again? Well, maybe not. Like, the last time I had a food, like, a bug thing, um, I had eaten, well, it might have been food poisoning, but whatever. It was, um, I had eaten that earlier that day, um, some soft shell crab. Tempura. Uh, and now I'm not about that anymore. Nope, oh. nope, 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 nope. Everything else I ate at that meal, though, I don't mind. But that's the one that I'm convinced gave it to me. Okay. So now I'm weird about that. Is Other that... crab, though, fine. But specifically soft shell crab. Tempura. Yeah. Oh, I will I... not be touching. I quite like soft shell crab. I, lo- I love it. That's why I had it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been tainted. Oh. Yeah. And you so... haven't, you've never had it since? Yeah. Well, this was only last Christmas. So it's, as in, not the one just gone, but the one before. So there's some time. But I once had a really bad food bug after having had some mushroom soup for lunch and I didn't touch anything I didn't touch mushrooms for about two years and mm. I didn't touch anything creamy and mushroomy for about four or seven years really okay <laughs> yeah. and now I will have anything mushroomy and creamy again but even yeah. if it's like but I won't ever have cream and mushroom soup again no well, you, would, too, you wouldn't have too... had a stroganoff then no, but I'll have a strong enough. We have strong enough now, so it's fine. Yeah. Which I guess is basically soup, but a bit thicker, so. Yeah. But it doesn't have that name. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm sure you'll be okay with maybe some pork things, but not, maybe not that exact pork But roast. to be honest, I'm sort of happy to not be, in a way. Because yeah. yeah. I just think, for loads of reasons, that would be fine. Yeah, but, well, that's fine. Um, I'll avoid delving into the politics of all of that for yeah. now. But, um, yeah, that's just that's where i'm at but what i wanted to really talk to you about this week there has been so much gossip oh as there we need a little gossip klaxon i know we really do the, <laughs> the hot gossip hot gossip and it's all hot lesbian gossip this i know week. it is isn't it so lesbians are out first on everyone's mind <laughs> has to be the jerry and melby yes, admission absolute revelation so where were you when you found out the news <laughs> oh where was i i think was it on monday i think so. i think it was monday so i, was I like, mean obviously we're recording this in advance but yeah yes i was um at home and i just was like scrolling twitter i think um mid still doing kitchen renos and i i just saw it pop up as like a headline and i was like what and i was like oh but then i was got distracted i was like oh, i must look at that later on had a little delve in later on and saw like you know what she sort of had said um and she was it was on a rate was it on a, no it was on it was on Good... Piers Morgan's live stories yes well there it is is that is that a podcast a radio show no no it's, is it's it a, TV a program show? on ITV it's like an actual program yeah um yeah and so she... I mean I don't know I've never watched it <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't even have to pretend because mm. I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, I watch it after I watch my live at the Apollo clip. Yeah, after, after, you, after your Bill Bailey montage. <laughs> I bet Bill Bailey is a very nice man. He's a nice man. He's His uh, uncle used to live in my village. Really? Yeah. Fun facts. <laughs> Connections to Bill Bailey. <laughs> so she basically said that the rumours are true. Me and Jerry did a shag once or whatever. Right. And then she said, Jerry's not going to be happy about this. Um, cause she's got, what well, she said, like she got a posh house in the country with a posh husband in the country. Yeah. So she couldn't possibly have had a lesbian past. I thought that was really yeah. funny. I thought that was I so funny. I thought that was funny as well. But like, what, that, that's the qualifying factor. I wanted to ask you though, mm. what you thought of her, because obviously Jerry wasn't informed that that was going to happen. No. Um, because Piers Morgan did say the next day, apparently on Good Morning Britain. I always call it Sit Up Britain, you know, like <laughs> off of Bridget Jones. Um, let's just call it Sit Up, sit up Britain. So no, anyway, Piers Morgan was on Sit Up Britain and was basically saying that after they recorded it, because Sporty Spice was in the audience right. and she legged it off um, as soon as it was finished and was making loads of panicked calls to Jerry, on, apparently. On group WhatsApp. So let's ob- group WhatsApp. Yeah. So obviously she wasn't, um, she wasn't aware of yeah. the fact that she was going to say that where do you land on that like do you think that that was wrong of melby because there are people saying that it that it was i don't i i I think that it's not the best thing to do to like say that you've like shagged anyone if it's like you're two people who are in the public eye and it's like something that is between you two it shouldn't really be something that you just Lay out into the open whenever I've I've seen I read an article actually like a, a think piece in the Guardian about it an opinion piece saying like that it's um as much as it's like a really interesting like piece of gossip it's um a bit unfortunate that it's kind of used in the context of like when they're promoing a new tour and that it seems like people constantly do this thing of like rolling out like a a interesting ditty piece like or something that's going to pull you in to get you interested again and then yeah. you know sell tickets or sell whatever and and, and, it, and it kind of reeks of that in, in a sense yeah i think that's I think, unfortunate i think i i agree that it's unfortunate that it's been used as a device to um a device for titillation basically yeah and um we see that so much when people are talking about like lesbian sexuality yes, exactly. and um you know sort of similar subjects but i wonder how many people are outraged at the fact that she as a person who's in the public eye has like made an admission without the consent of another person who's Mm. in the public eye or are they outraged that she's making the admission because she's sort of admitting that she had non- straight sex yes exactly yeah where 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 is the actual where does the outrage lie yes where does the outrage lie definitely because i I think that it's probably more favored to the lesbian sex side like rather than it just being that they had some sex yeah if they were i i straight people i i think it is Mm. and then obviously then comes you know the question what's wrong with that you know um in in the same like would this have had the same reaction from jerry if uh you know it was not about not from jerry from the public Mm. if um if it was about some other guy that she slept with and she didn't want people knowing yeah no like would other people be so outraged on her behalf i don't think they would be no no no, probably not no because it's because it's the way that it's being uh 
the way that's being portrayed about Jerry is that it's sort of tarnishing of her character. Yeah. And therefore it's like, mm, is it though? Like, it's just some lesbian sex. Can we not? Yeah. yeah so there is a, there is a worry there with that. Like, which way, which way is it? And I don't think it was completely fair to put that onto Jerry because obviously we have no idea about what their relationship was well, exactly. or wasn't. But, um, you know, if if what has been said is true, then, you know, I'm sure that Jerry didn't feel that she was like, doesn't feel that she's like too good to have done that or too no, posh to have done exactly. that. exactly. It's just that it was a thing between them and yeah. they thought that it would be kept that way. I think that's, for, for me, that's the the sort of betrayal of it is uh is that but whether or not that's what the public sees is another another thing but um i do think that you know it's not like it's not really a very big revelation because there have been so many tumblr accounts and <laughs> fan pages devoted to this there is so much for, de- for decades yeah yeah well but, when i read it i was like oh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah pro- pro- yeah and like <laughs> loads of yeah, loads of articles and loads of sort of gifts of different moments yes. between them. So there's always been this whole um, sort of discourse yeah. around, especially the two of the them. Those two, yeah, yeah. Um, that that it was a thing that was happening. Yes. It made me think of like um, the uh, Harry Styles Louis Tomlinson thing, which is like the biggest like of the One Direction like fanfics and stuff. That's like the main like talking point. There's all the gifts and there's all the bits about that. Yeah. And it made me think about how. Um, I uh, went through a phase of uh, an, an intense One Direction um, obsession with me and my old housemate. I remember it well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's on hiatus. I think I think you're, I think you're in a healthier place. Yeah, thank you so with much. With it, I mean, I don't still have the um, we, <laughs> shrine. <laughs> we did have a One Direction shrine over the fireplace, and that cardboard cutout. Nile, yes, they yeah. got me Nile for Christmas. The cardboard cutout. I have that in my bedroom at home. Like, <laughs> and it's just like sliced behind a desk. Like every time. I wake up at home I'm like what <laughs> there he is again and he's like so young and it's dead dead creepy but um yeah it made me think about that and about how uh you know I, I always wanted that to be true but I think that's because I always wanted like um one of them to be queer because I always I've always wanted that in like when there's groups or, like music groups stuff like that, I always want there to be one that's more identifiable I guess to myself yeah um and but then I was like is it, is, is it like it's like a weird fetishization of those relationships and how like you see like two men or two women in a sort of band or some some other group getting really really close and you know there's all the gifts and blah blah, blah and it's like oh that it must be that there's something sexual going on yeah whereas actually it could you know it can easily just be very intense friendship yeah and um or it could just be two cis heterosexual men who aren't marred by toxic masculinity exactly and, and they can actually just, yeah have intimate relationships yeah. with each other that are platonic yeah, exactly and just hang out and be mates and then but then be marred by like the all these like fanfics and stuff and then like they, you can't ignore it they know about it and stuff and then always being asked about it and all these things and how that would definitely affect your friendships and now that's actually quite sad and then i was like oh i need to stop uh wishing that would happen also in lesbian news this week <laughs> <laughs> in the lesbian lines um it has also been confirmed that Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson are in a relationship. They have posted um, quite a few Instagrams together. Oh. I didn't even properly know who she was. Well, I was like, going to say, can you tell me who Ashley Benson is? I, I don't know well, I knew, I knew her name and I was like, oh, I think she's a model. And I think she is. She's a model. Basically. Um, Isn't Ashley Benson the name of a um, actress, like a British actress? She was in like um, extras and stuff. 
I think her name is Ashley Benson. That's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, they're in a relationship together. Oh, it's not. But it's not. Is it not the same Ashley Benson? No, God, no. Okay. Well, um, anyway, you can go to Cosmo and see a full timeline of their um, relationship so far, should you wish to. But um, to be honest, there's not that much to report. I have just done a little bit of research and just to... uh... Uh, take back what I said before the lady from Exodus is called Ashley Jensen and uh, therefore is not in a relationship with Cara Levine yet okay fine she might be eventually who knows and the third in the trifecta of <laughs> lesbian news for this week is um about Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselback oh so have you followed any of this story no not at all okay well apparently um well not apparently it happened rosie rosie o'donnell this Mm. week came out about having a bit of a crush on her um former um view co-host and sparring partner elizabeth hasselback and basically they used to have debates on things and be sort of loggerheads in discussions um a lot of the time and were sort of polarizing um viewpoints um politically and such and that was in the sort of mid noughties that they were um on the show together and um basically rosie o'donnell was um talking about this crush um alongside like other people that she had crushes on when she was a kid almost like like julie andrews so it wasn't necessarily like sexual crushes but to be honest you know would it matter if she fancied her or not but anyway um apparently um elizabeth hasselback described um her comments that she had a crush on her as disturbing and offensive um which was a bit much but she said back listen when i said they interviewed me about it it was not a sexual crush there are so many people i have crushes on starting with julie andrews when i was a kid all the way through right now russell brand total crush on that guy it doesn't mean i want to have sex with them i think we should have all learned now by the tom cruise crush scenario it doesn't mean that for me it just means a crush so i mean yeah that's a little bit of an extreme a crush is a crush you don't have to uh be so by it. I know. It's and a compliment. Whatever kind of crush it is, surely, like, it's all right. Like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. People are weird. People are weird. In other weird news, we wanted to do some updates on bits that we've talked about before on the podcast, didn't we? Yeah. First up in updates with news stories is the Jussie Smollett story, which has been taking many a turn. And um, we covered this a couple of times in the previous episodes as it also unfolded as we start the pod. Um, and in the newest revelation, sort of shock uh, twist to the case, um, all of the 16 felony counts against him have been dropped. So mm-hmm. all of the counts that he made a false police report, etc. So the this is like by the uh, local juris- like justice system. System, yeah. In is, was it Chicago? Yeah, Chicago um, have dropped the cases against him so he can he said he just wants to sort of move on with his life etc but i've seen today that uh tr- donald trump right. not that i want to say his name on this podcast has said that it's an outrage and that they're going to get the feds to look into it because a lot of people believe that like they've just dropped it for some unknown reason that's like a something behind the scenes is going on and that it's been dropped sort of out of the blue in a sense yeah so well they're gonna get the fbi to look at it or whatever i mean um rightly or wrongly it did seem from a sort of joe public standpoint very out of the blue because there was no 
sort of articles being like hinting that some things may be oh, unraveling yeah, no. in the opposite way yeah. or that actually this evidence was proved to be yeah. false or yeah because when, when it happened that you know the initial attack happened and then when it was like gonna be that he was gonna be charged there were all those little drip feeds of like oh maybe this is happening maybe people are talking about it not it being false blah 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 yeah and then but this way around it's just come from nowhere I haven't really heard anything for a couple of weeks and then it's bam Every single everything, thing everything is dropped. He's just completely free to, you know, get on with his life. Which, like, if it, this is a completely incorrect charge against him, then great. Like, that is that is good. But if it isn't, then, I mean, then it's not really justice being served or being completely, completely following through on a case, which is a bit odd that it's come from nowhere, just dropping it. Yeah, I, I think, think that's what people are saying. There's but... just so much more context to come, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, well, exactly. There's so much more context. And I think also the most important thing to take from this in, in from my perspective is that things like this shouldn't be like the the hinting of him maybe getting charged blah 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 should not at all have been spoken about until it happened yeah so there shouldn't be that drip fed media circus around what's going on it should be done in private it should be done like into to a point where then yeah he's been charged and then no it's been dropped or whatever so it shouldn't be like that we get to know all the ins and outs of these things because it's not um it's between like victims and yeah and the justice well, system well if he if he um does turn out to be completely innocent of all of these um charges in the end and mm. it's you know if all the charges remain dropped then that's you know that will be what will happen um it's a real defamation of character situation no, here massively um so it will be interesting to see what happens next with that but um as we said we'll keep you updated on that and um, we'll be following yeah. the story closely um Another story um, that we mentioned, I think it was maybe last week or the week before, fairly recently, mm. was that NASA was doing an all-female spacewalk. Yeah, they were, weren't they? They have since cancelled it, and this is because the reason they have cited is a lack of spacesuits in the correct size. Honestly, what the actual fuck yeah so the guardian says what should have been a giant leap for womankind has turned into a stumble after nasa said on monday night that they will only have access to one correctly sized spacesuit top <laughs> by friday when they when the walk was scheduled one of the two women on the mission Anne mclean will now have to give up her place to a male colleague fuck off it's honestly absolutely what a farce what a farce. How can they not have enough suits? What I don't understand is like, why don't they have enough suits anyway in the first place when they've been doing like all the bits leading up to it and stuff? I know. And they've said in this case, it's easier and faster to change spacewalkers than um, reconfigure the spacesuit. Uh... Yeah. Uh, others were sad that a milestone moment on women's space exploration had been deferred, but safety came first. Obviously, yeah, we don't want people going out in the wrong like ill-fitting no, suits but make it fine in the first place yes, and make those provisions yeah, it should have been not a problem this should never have been an issue no so it, it should and it's be not like, easier and simpler for you to just put a man in the place yeah of a woman. it's not That's like ridiculous. it's not like nasa's like lacking in funding for like <laughs> uniform for their yeah. staff is it <laughs> get some uniform credits off the government like come on like it's ridiculous like that's not it's 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 unreal. Like, I couldn't believe that when I saw Even that. Even I got, like, a fresh polo shirt for Sainsbury's Cafe every, you know, nine months or so. Once it was covered in enough kitchen grease. <laughs> Big beans been slopped down it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure that NASA can, you know, buck their ideas up. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, absolutely ridiculous. It, we, are, we are laughing, but it is actually speaks to a much larger disappointing yeah. 
overarching theme. Um, but we're laughing because we're so uncomfortable with the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where that one is. But hopefully, um, they'll not make such a gaffe again, and we'll um, focus on providing um, correct and appropriate equipment for all of their astronauts, not yeah. just the male ones. And lastly, in our um, updates, actually, a bit of good news this time. Ooh. So um, on the 27th of March, MPs voted in favour of LGBTQ inclusive relationship and sex education in schools um, by an overwhelming majority. 538 MPs at the House of Commons backed the proposal and only 21 MPs voted against it. So it looks like we're having LGBT sex education in schools. Great. Finally, number one, finally something our government is doing right. Don't want to go into it. Number two... Uh, I want to find those 21 MPs and have a little chat. (laughs) But yes, it's very good. uh, And that's definitely a positive step. Yeah, it's nice to feel that more broadly we can just dust our hands off and go that's settled yeah. move on because it seemed ri- think on everyone well it seemed completely ridiculous that we were even having the conversation well, yeah, anyway like we said um it, it, it's ridiculous uh, that we had to talk about it and yeah it's good to have just a little bit of um a little bit of a support and this from um Ramesh Ranganathan on Twitter who shared mm-hmm. his thoughts I would love my sons to be taught about LGBT issues in schools so they don't grow up to become the sort of narrow-minded pricks that don't want LGBT issues taught in schools. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) So thank you, Ramesh, for your comment. And to be quite honest with you, that great news makes me want to sing with joy. And on that subject, what's your track of the week this week, Lucy? (laughs) Great little uh, segue there. Thank you. Um... My track of the week this week uh, comes from Sports Team, who are an indie outfit band, who I'm going to see this weekend, which is why uh, they are my track of the week. I've been listening to them a lot to sort of like, get used to their canon. Um, Where are they on? They're on at Soup Kitchen, which I actually think is a terrible gig venue. I think it's awful, yeah, but have it's a good terrible. time. It's in bloody like absolute basement, um, and it's hot, and there's a stupid big massive column in the way. Yes. I've been to see a couple bands there and it's like... Much like how I don't like to watch people make sea bass in a bunker, I don't like to watch gigs (laughs) in them either. I don't mind a gig in a basement at all, but um, it's like a weird shape and it's long and thin, like in a stupid way anyway. But Soup Kitchen is nice and does some good things, so I'm not not wrecking on Soup Kitchen. It does good nights. But but, yeah, but um, I'm I'm just saying, I hate your basement, sorry. Um, But yes, I'm going to see them there uh, and... um, yeah, they are like a sort of indie band in in a way in a sea of like where there aren't that many indie bands these days so much. Guitar led music isn't as much of a thing anymore, and no. they sort of like pushing through that, which is great. And um, they're loads of fun. They are really charismatic. The lead singer, my little sister and um, her boyfriend, have been to see them before because uh, one of them is a schoolmate of my of Adam, my housemate. So they've been to see them, and they say they're like the front man's super charismatic, and it's like a really fun show. So I'm looking forward to that. And my track of the week from them is called Kutcher, which is like a song all about like well it's like a metaphor but by using ashton kutcher as like a sort of metaphor and there's this great like refrain at the end where they sing um i just wanted to be your mid noughties mtv star <laughs> and i just really like that um because i also always wanted to be like a uh, presenter on mtv when really? I was younger, yeah when i was younger like why, one of my dream jobs i thought of was like i wanted to be a vet a cook or um, like a VJ, a video DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> we used to watch MTV all the time. So oh yeah, God. that's just me. I actually think that you'd be great at that job. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I'm going to put myself forward for one. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. I think you can do it on MTV and I'll do it, you know, on Radio 4, uh, not on Radio 4, on BBC 4 when they do those like almost demented, like nine hour long <laughs> 70s glam rock nights yes. which I love yes. so much they're great to like just put on when you just want something that's and like what, gonna absolutely zone out what, we were watching it the other day and what came on and you were absolutely shook that I knew it oh it was that um, oh yeah we were watching BBC4 what, it was that song that was like some weird aliens or something <gasps> oh it's it's about um, star trekking yeah sure yeah it's that star it's the star and you said to me that you were going to send it to me every now and then just to like remind me of it yes and and you've yet to do that yeah but i said it's when you're least yeah well exactly because i've still been expecting it so yeah you're right sorry for that snap yeah i'm waiting for you to least expect it and i'll know when that time well is abound i won't exactly (laughs) what is your track of the week um my track of the week this week i feel well i actually have two but i'm gonna save um, excuse one excuse me olivia I'm, i just said i'm going to save one <laughs> i'm constantly doing more than one i understand yes but it's um it's two different artists oh, so no, i can't no, do no. that yeah i understand no, how the podcast yeah, works turf you out of your own home yes um <laughs> you understand how the- <laughs> you're dismissed from your own living room no so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna save my other one because i feel like this one is more timely and okay. so my track of the week this week because I think I can't believe that we haven't mentioned it yet is um Shura Brooklyn London oh yes um, very good and I thought in light of all of our lesbian news yeah um we needed that that ties in very well yeah I felt it was some, apropos some good lesbian pop yeah no well um have you seen the video uh, I've no well I've seen uh, glimpses of the video on Instagram but right. I've not seen the full video but I have listened to the full song I like watched the video and it took me a few watches to realise that this wasn't the case but I was completely <laughs> completely convinced that one of the women in the video was the actor it was the actor who played Jenny Schechter in the L word <laughs> so you were hallucinating earlier this week <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced. I, I, I presume it's not. No, it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. And then on closer inspection, it looks nothing like her. I don't know why I was so convinced, but possibly you're right. Yeah. That was yeah. um, the product of my hallucinations. Wow. Yeah, Jenny Schechter <laughs> coming to haunt you in all music videos. But anyway, it is a good song and it made me it really um, homesick for being in New York. Not that New York is my home, <laughs> but I am homesick for it anyway. It's your spiritual home for sure. It is. I feel like you really are um, a, a woman of New York City. Yeah, I do some big heart eyes when I'm thinking about <laughs> you it. Do. too nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the bit where it's like um, we can get the train to the, the beach because we're in America or whatever. And yeah. That's what we can do. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I would love that. Like, yeah, I can really picture that. It really is a lot of like romantic images. Yeah, which is really nice. Really yeah. nice. So that is my, um, that's my track of the week. Okay, so it's about time for us to talk about all the bits we've been uh, watching, listening to, reading, etc. Like we do every week. Um, what we've been consuming, as we usually say, or as we're going to be saying from now on. What are your uh, edibles of the week? <laughs> little nuggets. Little. Uh... What have you been gobbling up? <laughs> what volivants have reached your eyes and ears this week, Olivia Taylor? <laughs> well, my um, consumable edible volivants this week <laughs> are um, are many and varied, as per usual. But um, <laughs> my my biggest one that I completely stumbled across on. Amazon Prime mm. this week is... you got all the streaming services, you? <sighs> I mean, I do too, but it's just <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I need to 
consume a lot of content to be a hashtag influencer for this <laughs> award yet to be award winning <laughs> podcast. And sometimes you just need like a mop the next day. So you got a prime. <laughs> exactly. And I have bought a mop on next day prime have delivery. Yes. Yes. I was in my head like Think of an item that you would order and I just went mop for like no reason, thinking she's never going to have ordered a mop. I'll and sh- here you are. I'll show you the exact mop and it's highly impressive. And it's a steam mop. No, it's it's impressive in a way that like, it's not very impressive, but it is kind of, because it's one of those ones where it's like a microfiber sort of base that you attach with a Velcro. Right. And then it has like a little detachable water bottle. Ooh. And then you hold it with a handle and it has like a little underside sprayer. And then it sprays just a little bit of water just in front of the bit where the mop is. And then you just go like that. That sounds great. Then you don't end up sloshing loads of water because I've got like laminate floor. Yeah. So I can't do that. No, no, no. Yeah, you can't. And you also just have loads of water sloshing. You have to wait for it to dry for ages. It's just like a way better way of doing some like intermittent mopping, you know? Yeah. Anyway, that's my mop chat (laughs) over and done with. Um, So my edibles and consumables are from um, Amazon Prime and it's One Mississippi, which is a new series on Amazon, which is by comedian Tig Notaro. Oh yeah, I love Tig Notaro. So do I. And she is the creator of quite possibly (laughs) my best ever favourite stand-up bit Oh, like, like actual sort of small li- liney bit. Okay, oh my god. Not, no. not small liney. It's just like. Can you please recite for us? It's about fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes, so. please recite for us. <laughs> I'll have to add it to the show notes, but it's this. Oh god, I think it's it's. If you just type in like, Tig Notaro Taylor Dane. Okay. Type that in. Okay. And it just kills me oh. it just completely kills me and i have one question yeah. were you lying down when you watched it <laughs> um let me think actually yes well there we go that's why i watched it in bed but yeah. i would laugh at that anywhere oh, and at any time any position over and over again in fact i might watch it again tonight well, i'm gonna watch it it's Need been to know a while. What it is. yeah oh it's 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 stupidly funny it's just <laughs> to me it's perfect but anyway great um <laughs> that's so anyway she's written this um this drama series it's like a sort of dark comedy series based on her life so if you know anything about Tignataro, like she sort of came to prominence I guess in the last sort of five six years yeah. because she had sort of the world's shittest year yeah where her mum dies unexpectedly because she has a fall and has internal bleeding on her brain and Ooh. just and just dies um she Tignataro um gets cancer and yep. nearly dies and survives it but then she gets another another disease called c diff which yep. is like an autoimmune yeah or like digestional some, uh, some d- disease of, which yeah. is, can be really serious and can end up being fatal but she's managed to sort of work that out too and basically about when she has to okay so i <laughs> so you know how you love high school yeah as like a genre yeah i'm trying i've been trying to think this week like what is a neat way of explaining this genre because it's so a genre okay and the genre is when it's a grown person Mm. whose life falls apart Mm. and for whatever reason they need to return back to their place of origin (laughs) i'd call that a hallmark movie (laughs) that's what i like (laughs) 
especially like Christmas films are always that those 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 like really shitty over romanticized Christmas films, which I love, but yes. which are like always like, oh, you're a up and coming hot shot journalist in Manhattan, but you've got to return to uh like <laughs> I can't think of it, Utah. Yeah. Because you need to do this like uh one piece about this interesting geese flock in your yes. like local town. Yes. And then they have to like yes. go back and like move in with their mum and yes. all the different Yeah, I and love they, that as a genre. Yeah, it is great. I do love that as well. Absolutely love that as a genre. But th- but this is like it's that genre but a, a bit sadder. It's it's, okay. it's it's the version of it when the main like the protagonist's life's completely fallen apart right. and they need to return to their uh you know from whence they came to um rebuild again basically okay. yeah so um but I, I really like those like rebuilding I do too, yeah. um ones um so anyway she basically goes back to um new orleans and um it's about everything that happens when she gets back and all of her like the, the old people in her life that she knew and knows her family her complicated relationships right, yeah um, her romantic relationships and her professional career and how all of those things sort of intersect mm-hmm. and the sort of almost ghost of her mother weaving throughout right. the whole um, piece. And obviously she she just has one of those faces, you just look at her and you burst out laughing because her delivery yes. is so dry. She's so dry, which I love. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. So I've been absolutely gobbling up. Oh, I want to watch that. It's honestly mm, so good. Okay. I'm on episode six and I started it yesterday. Oh, good wreck. Oh, look, yeah. Well, that is a stellar review. So. I know. I like snuck one in just before you arrived. They're only like 20 <laughs> minutes long. So I think I think there's maybe I wonder what you're doing in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's maybe two series of it on Amazon. But, okay. Um I couldn't tell you. I know that I'm just watching the first one and really enjoying it. And of course, it has to be Queer Eye. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely gobbled up that edible. <laughs> that edible you? uh went down a treat. Yeah, I've only watched uh how many have I watched? Three? You've been so restrained. Yes, I've been very busy. Just like, and also like, my dad's been here. Yeah, she's been building a kitchen. Uh, yeah, if you didn't know, actually, I've been uh, building my kitchen. No, <laughs> my oh god, my my dad is here. Um, was here. He he went home yesterday. But oh. because of that, like every evening, we've just been like sitting and watching like whatever craps on telly all together. I can't be like, I gotta put queer eye on because I quite like to. I quite like to watch it sort of alone and like really cozy. Yeah, because um, I like to cry when I watch yes, it. Yes, well, exactly. Um, so, I don't like to watch it alone, but I like to watch it with people who are as as emotionally yeah, invested. Yeah, in it yeah, as yeah. I am. Which which was the other option, but like yeah. there was no one around, so um, I just watched. I watched I watched three, um, and last night I watched the the third one, which is the one with the two sisters and the barbecue shack. Yeah, and absolutely like lost my mind with like crying and like how wonderful they were. Have you cried at every single one? Yes, I've cried at every single one. Oh my god, how many are there? Maybe eight, S- six or eight. Yeah, right. Well, I'm prepared. I've been feeling a bit d- delicate this week, so it's been not delicate. I don't agree with that term. I've been feeling very emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> okay, and. Uh, it's just really like tipped me over each time. I've been like, oh, well up, well up, well up. Even just like when they're doing some nice, like making Full some well sauce up. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's great. Um, so you watch all of it. Is, is it great all the way through? Great all the way through. Really strong series. Great like selection of heroes. Yeah. And um, just those absolute huns loving each other more and more every day. And I actually saw an article um, from Stylist. Mm. 
about um well it it really struck me because i know that we've spoken about this um before just between us about um queer friendships we actually yes. want to devote a whole podcast on yes, on this we'll be doing one but um it made me think a lot about that and the article is called how queer i taught me the life-changing magic of queer friendships Aww. and i wanted to um read a little bit out for you yes, please so it's about this basically to set it up it's about this um young woman who's probably uh mid to late 20s and she has been in a relationship with a woman Uh um since she since before she went to uni right right. and it's the only relationship she's ever had um with a woman but and obviously the only sort of long-term relationship she's ever had um because it's taken up her whole adult life basically and she realizes that she doesn't have any queer friends to discuss certain things with and to relate to over certain things and for a long time she thought that that didn't matter and that she didn't need that and you know her friends were what she had and she didn't need to sort of seek anything else out but then when she saw Queer Eye and saw their relationships and friendships it made her sort of reconsider the importance of that in a positive way I think so she says While establishing queer friendships wasn't essential to me earlier in life, I now find myself craving them. When my partner and I travel, I scour time out on Lonely Planet, combing through the best lesbian bars in the city in a bid to impress the locals with my witty British humour. When I spy another queer girl at a party or event, I suddenly get an overwhelming desire to sit cross-legged on the floor and discuss flannels and the turbulent mental state of Jenny Schechter. The older I get, the more I realise how integral these connections are. Now that I'm planning my wedding and will eventually be starting a family, all I want is to seek advice from someone who's done it all before. Ultimately, more emphasis needs to be placed on the importance of queer friendships. For many young gay women who are neglected by their parents or forced out of their homes due to their sexuality, friends equate to family, and having a secure and solid community that can relate and empathise with your experiences is essential to their existence. It's it's about the app Meetup. Right, yeah. So she says, with apps such as Meetup readily available for people looking to find friends, it's easier than ever to find queer companions. We just need to be brave enough to venture out and discover them. And I actually thought, I mean, it's obviously um, a paid-for article yeah. by Meetup through Stylist, but um, I thought it was a really good article because, you know, sometimes with those kinds of articles, you just feel they're like... They're very, like, surfacy. And, yeah, they're really yeah. surfacy and shoehorned in. I felt this was, like, quite... Vulnerable and and true, but um, it's longer than that. That's just um, a few bits from the end. But um, I would recommend going and give that um, a bit of a once over because I just think, yeah, I think it's done such a powerful thing, not just to reinforce that for queer people watching it, but also just to everyone to just see how special those friendships can be definitely i do i think there is such power in 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 queer friendships and in strong friendships in general but like and the the guys on queer eye really really represent it in such a nice way i know that there was especially after the first season or so first second season there was always chat about like are they actually friends do they actually hate each other i just think like why be so toxic like they i think they evidently like each other and then also all their extracurricular activity 
just proves that to me. So I think they love each other the most and I think it's so cute. For example, today is JVN's birthday. So shout yeah. out to JVN. Also shout out to Lady Gaga whose birthday is today. Yeah. What an absolute hun and what a person she was in my uh, sexual awakening. So <laughs> A great day for yeah. queer icons. Absolutely, yeah. And today that all the boys were doing lovely posts about JVN and that he was commenting back on them and, you know, it was lo- there was lots of love and I just don't think that you you would go to the effort that much effort and to fabricate your friendship just for like your work or whatever they could easily not really like each other get on with it and not do extra stuff so i think they are lovely lovely friends and i think they are such power for good and they show um like really great platonic like queer relationships yes i can agree with it Mm -hmm. and also on the subject of jenny Schechter, i know that she was mentioned (laughs) in that in that article i ghost you (laughs) i was listening to um Cameron Esposito's podcast Query. Oh, um, yeah. Have you ever given that a go? Uh, ages ago, I listened to like one, but I've never revisited. Not out of like no, a, a hatred or anything. I just didn't think I've ever <laughs> got back to it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> thanks for thanks for clarifying that oh, it I wasn't out of a hatred. Um, sorry, Cameron. No, I like Cameron. Yes, all <laughs> right. Whole point. You, you've you've said it. Me thinks you're protesting too much. <laughs> Maybe you hate Cameron. No, she doesn't hate Cameron. She likes her the normal amount. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I was listening to that and um, she did basically imagine all of your dreams coming true as... They are right now, Olivia, this podcast. Just being here with me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, but imagine all of your dreams coming true actually. And as a as a diehard for me, L Word fan. Yeah. Because she gets to interview the one, the only Eileen Chaikin. <gasps> wow. Yes. Really? And she interviews it and it's... What I really liked about it was it was completely like no holds barred her being an absolute super fan who was mm-hmm. its exact target audience at the exact time that it came out yes so definitely. she was just the perfect person to do oh. it the perfect person and she was asking all these questions and um she like gave all this sort of insider gossip and i didn't realize that it was all done on a sound stage and even the pool you know um tina yeah. and bet's pool is on a sound stage what yes I didn't know any of that. Yes. I, what? Yes. That's shocking. I know. As if. That's the real tea. That is the tea. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm like, I, I can't speak. A pool on a soundstage. Why not just, well, it's more expensive, I guess. Is it more expensive to just hire out an actual place that you can just film in as opposed to making a bloody pool? Apparently Shane had a <clears throat> scene in a pool and that wasn't on the soundstage that was a real pool but all the other bits where the pool is just like there that's that's built on the soundstage wow. yeah so you get to find out i won't do like any more spoilers of like yeah. l word bits because yeah. i think like if you're interested in that in any way you should just go and find it all out for yourself yeah. but she even speaks about the ill-fated um season six which was a glorified um murder mystery party that was not actually glorified in any way and um an inspector calls yeah and an inspector should have put the phone down (laughs) but (laughs) but she goes into all all detail about that she isn't sort of shy to to discuss it that sounds great and it's also nice because it's in the context of looking forward to future um new episodes Mm -hmm. and um yeah absolute quality for those diehard l word fans out there great wreck so what are your edibles this week then lucy uh so yeah i mean but all i've really watched is queer right i have consumed mm. one of my little edibles was um an interview in the guardian with travis alabanza who i mentioned last week um as a, a queer poet but also theater writer 
uh, and performance artist um, and trans activist. So um, they are great. And there's this amazing uh, profile in The Guardian. And I did see that um, they did a tweet about how they, when they were younger, they always wished that they would have a profile in The Guardian, how it was sort of like a a thing to look up to. Yes. um, Which is, I think, a lot of people in sort of any sort of media or um, uh, with anyone with creative aspirations or any aspirations really looks to maybe having a nice profile on the guardian and here they are and i mean we've been profiled so <laughs> we've made it yeah i mean we should we should talk about that more but <laughs> i was thinking actually the other day that we should do more posts about that and just make people read it again and again <laughs> and again <laughs> okay so it's coming to down your throat soon um yeah that's our so, goal for the week we don't need to do the goal uh, yeah well there we go great um the gross yeah. self-promotion <laughs> no glorious self-promotion yes so this there's an interview in the guardian with travis alabanza and it is a great interview where they just talk about all of sort of their um little struggles in the world of um theater and trying to make it as a trans performer um and it's a really great um piece um they talk a lot about their sort of um, coming out and realising how they are a queer person. And it's a really interesting um, look into their childhood in Bristol. And I would recommend just reading it because I, I can't do any better than um, sort of uh, just reading it. So I'll link in the show notes. But there was one bit um, they're talking about. So they ha- had have had last week... Last week? Last year they wrote um, and performed Burgers, which was um, uh, toured in, in theatres and also was in, in the London theatre. I'm not sure which one. Um we did have tickets to go see it unfortunately we couldn't go see it because it was a sad week where uh, we were retrospectively could not have the tickets anyway but <laughs> just say it <laughs> okay wait, wait. Um, we did have tickets to see uh, Burgers um, last year uh, but unfortunately the week of it was the week that I broke up with my girlfriend and she had bought the tickets and therefore we did not go unfortunately no. um, which was very sad to me one of the saddest parts of the breakup <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Travis Alabanza will be heartened to know that. Yes, they will be heartened to know that. My ex-girlfriend, not heartened to know that. (laughs) And it is a joke, is it? Who knows? Um, And uh, yeah, anyway, but apparently Burgers is going to be doing a tour again later this year. So hopefully we can get tickets to see it again because it is supposed to be really, really good. So it's a performance piece based on um, when uh, someone wants through a burger at Travis in the street. And all based around that and like just being a trans person and how uh, they are regularly, regularly uh, subject to abuse on the street, etc. And just built, built all around that. And it's apparently amazing. So I really, really hope that we can go see it at some point. But what I thought was really great in the article was Travis talks about um, generally wanting to just create pieces that provide visibility and stories for trans people and for queer people and how it's incredibly important to do that, which, you know, we agree with. Um, And what they have said is, uh, and I'll just quote Travis here. I want to write about really universal moments because I'm trying to reshift this idea that artists with marginalized identities don't always experience these everyday things like heartbreak, like travel, like all these things I feel other artists are allowed to write about. Mm. So initially, obviously, like Burgers was about very specifically a trans like experience of abuse. But now they want to create stuff that's just that general, you know, general stuff that just happens to have trans people in, happen to have queer people in, which is like great and all power to them. And I think that they will be creating loads and loads and loads of really good stuff in the, in the future. So I'm very excited for that. And I will link the article 
in the show notes and just give it a read and also just read some of Travis's poetry because it's brilliant um yeah I feel like um since my saying that I like never got that much into poetry I've been remembering the poetry that I have liked (gasps) in my life and um been sort of having a bit of a renaissance I suppose and I was thinking because obviously as I've mentioned before um we record this early yeah. so today is frank o'hara's birthday oh, right. and um, it reminded me of that absolutely amazing poem that i love called having a coke with you uh, do you know it I, I, vaguely okay well i won't read it but um because i can't ever top your very <laughs> sensual poetry reading Olivia, from last week i know um so I, I won't i won't read it but um go. I'm, I'm glad though that my dulcet tones moved you to want to rediscover poetry i think i think it did um but i absolutely love that because you know i'm in a very sort of wistful wanting to be in new york again mood yes and frank o'hara is that mood which is why uh, yeah. i i love their poetry Great. so um go and read having a coke with you because it's just so romantic and so new york and so that um <laughs> Yes, that sounds like a great poem. Read that. And actually, speaking on uh, back to Travis and poetry that uh, sort of speaks of a place, they have a great poem called The Sea, which is all about like being at the sea and staring out and uh, thinking about your gendered identity and all of that. And I think it is a great poem. So read that as well. Um, And actually, after I read the um, Travis interview, I saw an article which I thought linked very nicely on Broadly. Um, about how Broadly have created a gender-inclusive stock photo library. I read that too. Yeah, it's great. Um, They basically wrote a piece in 2015 um, about tucking um, and realised that the pictures they were going to put in it, the stock imagery, they didn't have any... There was no stock imagery of trans people, trans bodies, and they were just putting in pictures of either cis men or cis women so they yeah. did originally had like a cis man i think and then oh. somebody said can you maybe not do that because it's really offensive yeah. to do that and they were like oh shit so they changed it to a cis woman but they still felt weird about it which yeah. yes quite rightly so they decided to create a library of 180 images of 15 trans and non-binary models um shot by artist and photographer zachary drucker and it's made available to the public for free and it is uh I just think such a brilliant resource and it's I mean it's sad that it didn't exist before now but it does exist now and it's great and it's available for everyone to use um and use uh stock photo uh images of trans people as well as um uh cis people um in any articles etc um and what I thought was they did an article about it here which I will link in the show notes and there's this great um paragraph which I want to read out which I think just truly speaks to why this needs to exist Erasure often happens quietly, through falling back on customary practices and making seemingly small decisions to cut here, replace there. The transgender community has a prolific history of breaking with society's mandates in order to live as their authentic selves. It's time we follow in their footsteps to boldly break from the status quo and usher in a new paradigm of visibility. Which I think puts it very nicely, and it is great that this now exists as a resource. So, everybody get using it if you're writing anything really great that it now exists and i feel like we've had actually quite a few positive um news stories this week which has been very heartening and another one um to add is that esteemed oscar-winning <laughs> actor sally field oh, and if you don't know her the mum in um 
Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. And her gay son, Sam, are fighting for the Equality Act in the US. Right. So um, that would ban discrimination against LGBTQ plus people across the US. Yes, it's about bloody time. As Gay Times says, some states have already implemented anti-discrimination laws, but in many parts of the US, people can be legally discriminated against in areas such as employment, housing, and public accommodation because of their sexuality or gender identity. And I actually didn't know this until recently. I knew that there were still some states where that's the case, but it it's I didn't know how widespread it was, and it's, it's quite yeah. widespread. It's shocking and horrifying, and yes... Good on Sally Field and her son. Yeah, so they've made a video um, talking about the importance of introducing the Equality Act across the country, as and as well as um, Sam talking about how he um, accepted his own um, sexuality and Sally speaking on that um, from her perspective as well. And I just think it takes all of these um, sort of powerful voices within the um, community to come out and do this that just, you know, really helps to propel um propel the cause further and especially um from allies as well well yes it's been quite a lovely positive podcast on the whole so far but you know with light there must be shade and and therefore it's time for i don't agree with it olivia what do you not agree with this very weak i'm just gonna go right in there and say it lucy she's crossed her arms yeah Mm, go and what i don't agree with this week and for every week of my life Mm. is shoe blends shoe blends yes you're gonna have you're gonna have to do some education i don't know what that means at all well it's a self-coined term okay okay i've coined myself but i think it it quite obviously describes what i'm going to describe so a shoe blend is when two different styles of shoe are blended together (laughs) into an unattractive you do hate this um conglomeration of shoe (laughs) monstrosity and i don't agree with it the no versions of that you agree with no is this because i mean i saw this week there's this new uh trend of like trainer sandal or something like that like a weird trainer sandal thing the worst shoe blend is when it's blended with a trainer oh really that's really bad okay that's really bad like the trainer high heel oh yes it's bad so this is what I was going to talk about because it all started with that because when I first started out in TV, I I worked in production and literally every single production manager and coordinator and just anyone had those shoe blends where they were like the trainer, but in like a wedged heel. Oh my God, I hate, I hate them. Why? Why? Like a wedged um, converse. Yes. Ah, Yes. Yes. And I don't agree with that. And they, they, they did them, they did them in that, which everyone that I worked with seemed to have for maybe like two years. Wow. It was a thing Mm. in the same thing as how everyone who works at the BBC has, um, Breton tops. Yes. And, um, Herschel backpacks. Shocking. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it it was it was like that version, but like eight years ago, say right, yeah. it was that shoe blend, and then also that shoe blend um, was when it's when it's half cat boot, half half stiletto. What's a cat boot? You know, cat boots like Timberlands. Oh 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 oh! Yes, those are hideous. Like a, like a like a yes, like I, a site like a like a being oh. on a building site yeah, yeah, yeah. boot no. but a stiletto but a stiletto yes I've seen them they're hideous like like a J-Lo Ooh. the only person who can wear those is J-Lo yeah 
that's that, it. That's fine. She can do it. Yeah. But she, no one else. Jayla can do whatever she wants. She but can. No one um, else can. I I understand where you're coming from. What What's your um latest thing of this that you hate? Well, I think probably the newest version of it is probably those like sock. You hate sock those shoes. sock shoes. Ugh, horrible. <laughs> I'm getting my sickness back. Hideous. I think they look quite comfortable though. No, they're like weird space shoes. Yeah, like yeah. Well, I don't. Do you, no. What about a um like a creeper? Because what about like a shoe that's got like a creeper sole but is a a top of like a just a normal trainer? Is that not okay? No, I don't agree with that either. Oh, I was gonna get some of that. I'm not gonna get it now. Do you mean just like a platform trainer? Because that's alright. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Right. Okay. Good. Because you know I love a platform. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, pla- okay, a platform's fine because a platform is just it Height. being higher. <laughs> it's not. It's not really like. Two different... An amalgamation. Yeah, because a, a platform is its own essence of just okay. being wedged yes. up. It's not a type of, you awesome. know, like, you know, like a style of shoe. hybrid. No. Yeah, okay. It's, that's different. Okay, fine. Fair enough. So Fair enough. shoe blends, big no from me. Okay. HBU. Um, my, I don't agree with this week, is one from the depths of the archives, which is also one I've had my whole life um, and was very much remembered of it this week, as I am every week, basically. Uh, like, just like you said with these shoes. Um is I don't agree with having to listen to somebody else use a hand dryer. I'm just gonna let that sit. I it's I think it's an anxiety thing. Okay. But certain hand dryers that are really fucking loud, especially as they are these days, because they're like great eagle like ones, which are good. Ones. And those like blue rinse ones or whatever. Yeah. Which are like really good. But they're so loud. And I can't stand hearing other people use them and hearing their like version of like, like what kind of pattern they use. Like it goes through you. It goes absolutely through me. If I'm in the bathroom at work and somebody goes and does it, I have to close my ears. Really? Yeah. But I think it's an anxiety thing. It properly like shake. It makes me sh- like shake Aww. and shiver. But I don't agree with it. I just wish everyone could do it like in a nice smooth way. It's mainly when people do it and they go like, crack, 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 crack. You don't like an aggressive hand dryer? No, why not just be nice and gentle with your hand dryers? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I don't agree with this week because I couldn't think of anything else. Okay. I also wanted to give a shout out to our longtime friend and ultimate fan of the podcast, Jamie. <laughs> top honey. actually just took it upon himself to post his top three yes, things that he doesn't agree with. Jamie, and we want this. We live for this. In true Jamie fashion, they are very funny. <laughs> so um, I'm sure he won't mind me reading them out because I'm going to. But his top three <laughs> things that he doesn't agree with this week are anaglypta wallpaper, <laughs> whistling, <laughs> And gender reveal parties. Oh, well, Jamie, you have got uh, some good I don't agree with it right there. I don't actually know what that kind of wallpaper is. Anaglypta, it's where it's like in patterns and it's sort of spongy, like textured. Oh, I do know what that is. Yeah, I just didn't know it was called that. Yeah. yeah we had loads of that in one of my rental houses, like that one in Sheffield. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yes, well, and not good because they, they've just moved into a new house, which is probably why he, doesn't, he hates it the most because he's probably got... A, peel off a load of it yeah he um, probably does but yes i also agree that i do not agree with gender real parties they are the stupidest thing in the most in the entire world and i hate them I, and J- <laughs> jamie's list reminds me of um you don't you don't listen to the high low do you no but um they were talking about this this artist this guy who made this thing that's become quite famous in a sort of cult way mm. called nikki's tea towel which i think you'll really enjoy <laughs> nikki's tea towel yeah okay and it's 
you you can buy the tea towel and it's 18 pounds for the tea towel (laughs) and it's basically just a list of all the things that nikki finds common Uh, oh i i do know that tea towel i think yeah i think i do so it's like it's like being a member of the gym of a gym minding about smoking (laughs) loving your parents (laughs) things like that and it's just really great and i feel like we could just do a really stellar queer longing version of that yeah tea towel. i don't agree with it tea towel yeah oh, coming soon to a shop in your dreams <laughs> <laughs> great um, but anyway thanks again for that jamie and tell us what you're not agreeing with because we, love we can absolutely um read them out if we too do not agree with them yes and we'll put it on tea towel maybe in future <laughs> who knows where it all end <laughs> Um, and speaking of where it's going to all end, we are ending on a bang as per usual because, Lucy, it is time for... Celine Watch! So this week, Lucy, the Celine Watch is twofold. Oh. Yes, it's been a, it's been a busy week for Celine. She's actually been doing some bits. When, when is it? When isn't it busy for Celine? Because well, about the last two weeks where we've coasted through. Yeah, but Lucy, <laughs> even, if she's, even if she's quiet to us, she's always working. She's always shining oh, somewhere. That's true. So the first thing that absolutely has to be mentioned um, about Celine, and I know that it is quite polarising and in some ways troubling for some people, mm. is the fact that she is going to be a guest on James Corden's Carpool Karaoke. Uh, she is. So the thing is mm. about this, mm. I think that broadly mm. speaking, it is great news for Celine yes and I'm really pleased that she is getting that recognition that recognition that she so deserves but James Corden not a lot of people agree with it he makes my bones go like cold but actually many people agree with it but just not many of our people agree yes with it. that's true I think too many people agree with it yeah. um but I mean I I I'm all for James Corden and Gavin and Stacey because that is fine and Gavin and Stacey's brilliant and that was like a great thing and then he just went wrong so and I just don't love Tim and Gavin and yeah, Stacey yeah he's brilliant in that and that was great and obviously he gets cre- he deserves the credit for that but no I'm not about James Corden anymore but I do love a couple karaoke for the for the guests and I, I do yeah. and I do think it is great that Celine's going to be on there and, and we will be watching that with be avid avid eyes absolutely watching that and enjoying it and what I will say about James Corden is I do enjoy how much he loves music and musicals because yeah. he is a true fan of the art form and as musical lovers I think that we can appreciate a fellow that musical lover is too true. and secondly <laughs> in um, Celine Watch this week comedian Celeste Barber has also posted a very funny Instagram that we were chuckling over um, earlier chortle. today where um, where she basically blends Celine and herself in like this bizarro music video of my dreams where she and Celine both seem to be singing Achy Breaky Heart on a boat. Yes, it's glorious. And I think that you should You should just watch it. Watch it's it on repeat. Best. Yeah. Yeah. On a loop. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. Um if I'm ever ill vomiting my guts up, if I do get this bug off you, I'm just gonna watch that on a loop. Yeah, I'd recommend that over live at the Apollo outtakes. <laughs> yeah. Now, normally at this time in the podcast, we will be um, signing off and thinking of our goals for the next week. But as we mentioned previously, our goal is just gross self-promotion, isn't it, Lucy? (laughs) It is. We are going to be spamming you with all the things queer longing. So if you get a little follow on Twitter, too bad, have um, accept it. <laughs> and also what um, what we haven't been doing and we definitely need to be doing is reminding you of where you can get in touch with us. That is true. So in spirit of our goal, I will list all those places now. So Instagram, you can follow us at Queer Longing. We are also on Twitter. Lucy does some 
very funny and timely gifts every week <laughs> relating to um, the new podcast drop. We are also at Queer Longing there. You can email us at queerlonging at gmail.com and you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. Yes, love it. So please do get in contact. Let us know anything so you're living, loving for, any living and loving for well yeah fine and longing for and also what you don't agree with and any other bits because we do love to hear from you and we like to give you a little platform as well and until then we'll be loving you leaving you and longing for you till next time bye i'm dying <laughs> she's glitching you need to plug me in, Olivia. Plug me in. She's 1%. <laughs> Get some sun on me and I'll beam up like Wally. Um, right. <laughs>